You're listening to Virgin Control, Pound and Grain's digital news show. Ali had Fraser. The Jedi had the Empire. Rocky, Apollo Creed. The point is, everyone and everything has a rival. And smartphones are no different. Today, Version Control is throwing down and we'll be conducting our own kind of battle royale. It's the Apple iPhone X versus the Google Pixel 2. But before we intro any hype guys, let's enjoy the undercard content of today's battle. A brief smartphone history lesson. The very first iPhone came out in 2007, and I think that we can all agree that it was a pretty big game changer. Today, the three and a half inch display sounds ludicrous, but way back in 07, it was groundbreaking. iPhones have steadily gotten quicker, larger, and more powerful over the years. And with the release of the X, we're looking at the biggest and strongest iPhone ever. We'll get into some of the specifics, but the gist is that carrying an iPhone X is like carrying a tiny supercomputer wherever you go. The Google Pixel, is an infant compared to the iPhone. But what it lacks in years, it makes up for in power and connectivity. The first Pixel was released in 2016 as part of a major announcement that Google will be playing in the hardware game. Not only did they release the phone, but Google Home was also released on the same day. The Pixel's connectivity to the Googleverse is a truly unique experience. Whether it's connecting Gmail accounts or a home device, the Pixel is a personal handheld beacon of all things Google. The new Pixel 2 retains this connectivity and now brings a more powerful piece of hardware. Whether they're backing iOS or their Android heads, smartphone fans are passionate. And that's what it's all about, the fans. People love their tech and they love to talk about it, whether it's online or IRL. So let's get into it. Here we go. This is so weird without Jackson. Jackson's doing actual work. We're having all the fun here on Version Control episode 28, and we have a new addition to the podcast studio today. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Katie, Senior Strategic <laughs> Planner at Pounding Grain. Happy to be on the pod. It's so official. It is very so official. Very, well, <laughs> Katie is the first uh, member outside of the Version Control uh cast i would say or group to to be joining us so that's pretty awesome and she's taking the place of jackson murphy today whoa don't give don't put that on (laughs) (laughs) and your voice a little bit (laughs) so today we're talking about smartphone wars we are so just recently within the last few months um the brand new iphone x has been released and so uh well, we know where Mark stands, uh, and so has the Google Pixel 2, um, and not only have fans and you know 
technology enthusiasts been flocking to the message boards and stores to pick these up. Um, but there's a lot of differences and a lot of opinions based on these two phones. And uh, I just kind of wanted to ask you guys, like, what are your thoughts on this? Like, do you have a side? Is it even worth having a side? Does it matter anymore? Our phones are so powerful as they are. I'm going to, I'm going to, I think Katie should kick us off. Well, I, I will say, I will admit that I have been a lifetime Apple user. I had a Mac when the logo was still rainbow, <laughs> which I was mostly just upset at the time because like all my friends got PC games. But beside that, I've always had Apple products. That said, I would say recently my mind is like more open to switching than it has been previously. So I'm like looking forward to hearing the other side. Why is it more open to switching than it used to be? I feel like a lot of Apple users like maybe share this point of view, but it felt like the only like really user intuitive product for like a long time and like the past like ten ish years, like that's really not been the case. And I just think other products have kind of caught up. Um and the price is a factor. Mm. So but there's just a couple of things kinda like I don't know, playing toward that. Well, I admittedly I have not I don't own an iPhone X or a Pixel two. Um, I've been using an iPhone for the better part of a decade, and I quite like it. And for me, it is just an old person not wanting to change. Oh, <laughs> I'm I'm totally loyal by default, not by choice. Well, it's like a massive part of your life, right? So it's hard to switch literally everything digital in your life over to a different platform. So I, I understand why it's like terrifying, but um, I've switched back and forth a bunch of times, and it's pretty easy but it takes a couple weeks to kind of get everything shifted to one one side but i don't know have, have you ever owned a an android phone nick i owned an android for a hot minute okay what was your experience like <laughs> uh i did not find it to be as intuitive okay that was maybe eight years ago now so there might have been vast improvements since yeah, so like in the last like two or three years android phones have really like stepped up their game the prices have gone up too, which is like a little bit unfortunate. But um, like my, I got a Pixel Two XL, and that that's about the same price as an iPhone. Um, probably around the eight, not really the the ten. But um, yeah, that's correct. Yeah, the the hardware is getting better, and it's 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 definitely going back up in price. But I don't know. To to me, stock Android is better. It's the best operating system. But I think iOS is the second best, and then I think anything else Android is like just trash. I think the Bad point system. about like difficulty of switching is an important one though. I read this article about how Apple launches their software updates just before their new hardware launches mm -hmm. as essentially like advertising to get you like hooked on that operating system. So mm -hmm. like just at the moment that you're like cool, I'm comfortable with this new thing, they launch a new phone, so you're like okay, I have to get that phone then. I wouldn't yeah. get another phone. Yeah, and Apple also doesn't really care too much about their old um, customers. So if you're if you're rocking like a three year old phone, and you're getting the latest updates, it's not going to function that well on your device, which is then going to force you to buy their latest and greatest. Whereas like Android, if you update your phone, it's only going to get better. It's only going to get faster. I think those disenfranchised Apple users are like ripe for the pick in though, and like yeah, the Google sure. launch is like doing that well. Yeah. Well, the whole the whole Apple versus Google, I think, is a is, is sort of like the larger argument throughout this thing, right? Because I know that Mark, you can speak to this. There's, it's not just the physical devices. We're we're also talking about environments here, right? Because people who are on Apple, they want the Apple TV, they want the Apple HomePod, they want 
Apple everything. Whereas Google, it's, it's the same way. It's Everything is, is feeling connected now. You have a Gmail account, which also means you can have Google Music and Google Photos and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So from that standpoint, are you looking at the hardware as a way for people to kind of identify themselves with one or the other? Or is it kind of... Can you see somebody actually having a, 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 a Google Pixel and an Apple TV? Yeah, and I think people do have that. Like, I, I, I rock a MacBook and a Pixel, but that's because the, the Google equivalent to a MacBook is not as good as, as an Apple computer because they're obviously currently the best right now. But, um, yeah, I can see people doing that, like have, having multiple devices, but I just think it's, it's so much easier to get yourself involved with one ecosystem and stay inside that ecosystem. Well, as as our resident Google ecosystem expert, do you mind kind of running down just for the newbies like myself who don't know much about the Pixel? On like, what is it about this phone that makes it so great? It's it's really it's it's the ecosystem of Google and then the assistant. So, Google has all the knowledge in the world, and they've got that place inside of their assistant, which makes it by far the best assistant digital assistant that exists. So it's on my phone. It's in two areas of my house. I've got Chromecasts in my house. I can tell my speaker to turn on my TV, go to a specific Netflix show. I can tell my phone to do that. Um, I can get my speaker to remind me when I get to work to do something. Um, so it's it's a lot, like it's all just connected. And like Apple's got their equivalents and like Siri's pretty good, but um, it's not quite as good. And then they don't have a home system either. Um, and then I guess Amazon's kind of up there too, but they don't have any phones or anything. And I'm guessing from a hardware perspective, there are definitely some advantages to this to the new Pixel 2 in terms of like the camera and the speed. Yeah, and yeah. The... So that's that's all like recent stuff. So like before the Pixel, it was the Nexus line, which was like the flagship Android, like raw Android. Like so, when I say raw Android, it means like it's not a Samsung phone that's like packed full of like their their bloatware. So like with Samsung, you get like the S Pen and like their own version of. Um, texting and like their own version of the calendar, and then so that slows the phone down. So I, I completely and, and now thanks to Mark, Samsung will not be coming to Pound and Grain yeah. for work anytime <laughs> soon. And like I, I, I'm, I'm a, like I, that's why people don't like Android is because Samsungs are the most sold Android phones, and they're not good phones in my opinion. They have great screens, the cameras are okay on them, but the bloatware that comes along with them, to me, like I would just never ever buy that. So. Here's an example. So, like, Samsung has Bixby, which is their assistant, but they're running Android, and Android already has the Google Assistant. So, if you buy a Samsung phone, you're getting two assistants, which is, like, taking up that much more space on the phone, which is slowing the phone down that much more. It's just, like, useless stuff that they put on these phones. So, that's why that's why I rate it, like, stock Android first, best operating system, best phones. If I couldn't buy that, I would 100% go back to iPhone. If I couldn't buy that, I would just, I don't know, buy a flip phone or something. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to cans and a little, little wire. <laughs> Nothing wrong with a burner flip phone. Yeah. yeah. Need that every time you go and do something you don't want to be tracked. <laughs> yeah. Um, so in terms of the iPhone X, from what I understand, um, it is a full screen, full screen. So there is no bezel on this thing. Um, it's, it's like this beautiful HD. You can watch Netflix on it, and it looks gorgeous. Um, the camera's been upgraded. Um, there are some very specific things that make it faster, which I'm not going to even pretend to know what I'm talking about. But you know, for, from my, from, from, for noobs like myself, it just makes it faster, better, 
and you know cooler yeah. apparently and I think the cool factor actually plays a role in this um, so, uh, so you, you don't disagree right no, not at all that's a big thing with Apple is like like think about this is this shouldn't be a big deal but it's a massive deal to some people to to not have iMessage so if they if you're on an iPhone and you text somebody and the message is is green as opposed to blue, gross. Yeah, not, exactly. not like responding. That, yeah. It was like the ultimate Tinder joke. Like if you finally get their number and it's green and not blue, it's like yeah. nope, not green. Yeah, which is like which is, <laughs> which is insane if you think about it. But like that that's a real thing that exists. So I get it. Like I've, I'm I just got my I just switched from an iPhone to my Pixel and I've had like I've gotten heat from like five people about it. Um, so. Like, I understand, like, I don't understand why it's there, but I understand that it is there. It's classic tribalism. Yeah. You choose a side. Yeah. I think you, Apple's, like, intentionally going more luxury, though, and, like, the iPhone X is, like, a symbol of that shift back, because that's where they were, and then, you know, they introduced a lot of, kind of, entry-level products. Drake talked, talked about the screen crack on a, an iPhone or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, like, having, like, a, a budget iPhone was a thing for a while, and now they're going back into more it being a little bit more of a symbol and I think with Apple like home devices and as that becomes like more of an ecosystem it will become like the ultimate symbol of wealth yeah yeah and even like the price point of the 10 was I think it was the first phone to hit a thousand it's, it's effectively dollars. called the X yeah they, yeah. they, they yeah. purposely yeah. say it's yeah. not called the 10 it's yeah. called the X Sorry. yeah the, the X <laughs> which, is, which is I guess is technically the 9 I don't know. I'm not even going to begin to try to figure out the naming conventions for phones. Well, it's like Sierra versus High Sierra. The iPhone expensive didn't test very well. (laughs) Yeah, so they shortened it. (laughs) Um, But, like, that was the first... This is the first phone, I think... Or the first, like, flagship of, like, common devices to hit a thousand US dollars. And I think even doing that makes more people want to buy it because it is a status symbol. Yeah. And even... So even what they did with... The iPhone 8 has a dual camera system, and it's it's horizontal. But the iPhone 10, their dual cameras are vertical, and they did not have to do that. But they needed a way for people to look at the back of the phone and distinguish that, hey, this guy's got the best iPhone as opposed to the second best iPhone. Mm-hmm. Just that one little switch. They now they'll, they'll probably say there's like a technical reason for it, but I I honestly I don't I don't think there is. I think it's funny. Katie, when you brought up like the socioeconomic status of Apple, because like not everyone in the world is going to be talking like everyone in this room is right now. So to most people, it's just which one looks better. Which one is the one that goes well with the Starbucks cup in my hand? So I don't know. That's just a really interesting aspect that I hadn't really considered that maybe I even play into. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, and I don't know, like, you read reviews for the iPhone X, and it's very design-focused. It's like, this is straight up a beautiful phone. Everything about it is a beautiful experience, you know, um, and, like, the designers for the phone were, like, interviewing with the Smithsonian. Like, everything about, like, the launch of the phone even, like, played into that, whereas... It seems so hoity-toity. I don't know. (laughs) A little bit, That's why I kind of push away from it, because it's, that to me is, like, a big turnoff. It's like... yeah. I, I don't, this, to me, a phone isn't, it, it's not a toy. This It's like a functional part of my life at this point. Like, I, I want Uber to open and get me a car. I don't want to sit there and, like, wait. I don't want it to crash. If my phone's two years old, like, I still want it to work properly. Yeah. I think there's something, too, about, like, 
And this is when I was saying like all of these people, like Apple users kind of getting left behind because I have no attraction to the iPhone 8 now that I see what the iPhone 10 is. And I'm like, I just know that that phone isn't that other phone. Right. And yeah, I that was, want the in-between phone. That was a weird release structure that, that Apple did where they're just like, here's this brand new phone. But by the way, we're having a more beautiful one come out in three months, but you're going to want both of them. Right. <laughs> well, like, Jackson did buy both. Like, yeah. Because, yeah, but yeah. Jackson is abnormal in that sense. Not everyone's going to buy both. For sure, yeah. Jackson's obviously going to buy both. Yeah. It's it's more like his incredible dedication to his craft. Yes. That he would buy all of the phones. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Or more just a collector aspect, which I think happens yeah. with Apple as oh, well. A lot of people do yeah. that where they I think Graham keeps every single iPhone that he's ever owned. Shout out to Graham and in I Vancouver. Think I think he's had every single one. He has. Which is pretty cool. Like that's I like I, being a big fan of something like that, like I, I respect it. I think it's awesome. Should have kept that rainbow logo, Apple. <laughs> Didn't do it. No, could could have sold it. it to Graham. It's in a museum somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do that for the 11 as like a throwback, and then yeah. that'll be the way that you can tell it's the latest <laughs> and greatest. So, so we've talked a lot about like what's latest and greatest and what's interesting about it, but like not everybody is in love with these devices, and they're they're not perfect. So I know that like one of the things, especially about the iPhone X, was is the bezel up top mm-hmm. that people aren't happy with. Does anybody want to explain what that is? So the new iPhone has like a bunch of different sensors inside of it. So they've got that. What they did, they got rid of the home button, which means they got rid of the fingerprint scanner, which means they needed a way to unlock the phone without having a a key code. So they added the face scanner. So in order to get the face scanner, they had to get all that technology into the front of the phone, but not have any bezels still. Dystopian Nick is like face scanner. (laughs) I don't know about that one. No, Nick's gone. This one's very, very high tech. Like it's 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 pretty wild. Like how how good it is. I have a weird question about the face scanner. When it's scanning your face, does it show your face or does it just okay? Good. It's a split. It's a split second, and you're just into your phone. Is is Apple selling your face to retailers? So when you walk into a mall, you're just hit with everything. That's supposed to be you. They say they're not. It's a, it acts a little bit differently than a camera too. So it's not it's not taking a photo of your face every time. I know that doesn't really affect no what you're saying. It's like the future of the Minority Report, where it's just like impossible to commit a crime. Right. It's like instead of precogs, you have facial recognition. Where could you go ever if you've scanned your face once? Right. You're you're. <laughs> but I, I don't think we're like far off from that. I'm, like I think we're all in the system already. Also, it's just like funny that my main concern is if I commit a crime, that <laughs> <laughs> I won't be able to escape. Of course, it is it's just Thursday like, night. Now. I'm always worried. You just never know. <laughs> this podcast is just going to end. Please show up. So okay, so it sounds like there's there's a few issues with this facial recognition face scanner thing for for the X. Is what are some of the criticisms that have been coming through from the Pixel Two for like? Unlocking phones or just for in just in general. So, so the Pixel Two XL was having screen issues. So it's it's made the screens are made by LG because they couldn't get a Samsung panel in there. And Samsung makes Samsung screens, obviously, but they also make iPhone screens. That's a fun little fact. So the iPhone Ten, iPhone X, that screen is actually made by Samsung. So they're kind of like frenemies, which is crazy. What an um, intricate web we weave. Yeah. So, so <laughs> the, the screen on the Pixel 2 XL was getting like a little bit, like it was getting bashed a little bit. It's like a little bit grainy. The When you tilt it, it gets like a blue tint to it a little bit faster than most phones do. Um, I don't know. To me, it was all like minor stuff. 
if I was gonna buy a phone based off of the hardware and the screen and how like cool it looked and was, I would either get the iPhone ten X, sorry, or the um, Samsung. Does this guy know anything about phones? No. Ridiculous. <laughs> Mark obviously doesn't do any reading. No, not at all. It's mostly just watching YouTube videos, to be honest. <laughs> but yeah, I was getting that, and then there's more bezel than the iPhone X, um, but they say it's for their front firing speakers, but. I don't in, in all seriousness, is one of the um, one of the things wrong, or you know, one of the down points of the Pixel Two? Seriously, just the fact that it's not an iPhone. Yes. Yeah, I I think so. Like, I I think people don't even like think to not buy an iPhone. It's still an expensive phone. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like it's 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 quite pricey. Like. But I wonder if um, like the Pixel's market is people like Mark though. Which, I mean, you're not a common folk. No, not like common. <laughs> you do your homework. You're a unique snowflake. Yeah, <laughs> Mark, Mark is definitely a snowflake. <laughs> but I'm I'm trying to say that like it is a are they are they in, are they at risk at, at at aiming their product towards a very niche market at their price point? I don't think so. I think I don't think Google is. I think if anybody Samsung is because they're trying to make high end fancy devices too like if, if you look at a note or a galaxy like they're they're really good looking phones um so i think they're targeting against apple more than than google is google's really focused on on the software like they 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 say they care about the the hardware but i i don't think they do yeah and i think that their argument is that like that is the future of smartphone usage and that's also why they probably i assume sent the google home as like a bonus yeah. for the phone is yeah. that it's more about the whole system than it is about the phone itself yeah exactly here's my one reservation just as an apple user i'll just like bring it back down to the the micro level i mine is just the the ecosystem i have apple everything mm -hmm. but i will say the more people on their soapbox, like Mark telling me that I could be agnostic about the brand um, because the product is so good, the more I'm going to start listening. In fact, I may have been swayed <laughs> in the course of this conversation. Google, you can thank Mark Cameron. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Official spokesperson. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I think Google's becoming cool, though, too. Like, I, I think... I think eventually, maybe in like five years or so. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah. Google, Google is be cool. becoming cool. <laughs> I, hear, I hear some people. I think it's going to be a thing. <laughs> It'll be good to have Katie in there to, yeah. add, to add a different voice to it. You know what? Know. You're gonna have to do it now because that's like initiation. Yeah. What? I'll yeah. To be able to oh, this is harmonize. terrible. Ready? <laughs> like literally, I will get fired if I can't harmonize. Yeah. Well, at least jettisoned from this room. <laughs> yeah. Like you need to leave. The stool that you're sitting on is also we'll just eject. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so one, two, three. Digital pigs. Oh, that was great. Voice I'm gonna nominate me. Mark to kick us off. Okay. So. Boston Dynamics, that robot company that makes all those fancy robots mm. that you like can't kick over and they're starting to really feel and look like humans. Um, well, the their main flagship one has now surpassed what I can do with my body, and <laughs> that is do a backflip. Um, 
I surprisingly can't do a backflip. But surprisingly, who can do a backflip? Well, this <laughs> robot can do a backflip. So that robot also dances better than I do. It's pretty terrifying because the balance that it has is crazy. And then at the end of the backflip, it raises its arms arms in celebration, which kind of blows my mind. So. For those of you listening to the podcast, Mark is holding up his Pixel Two, showing us a video, which we'll put in the show notes. Very clear. The video that. looks excellent. It does look very good, and also. That uh, robot looks shockingly like Chappie. It does. It does. Which I hope isn't too deep of a reference because uh, it was not a movie from very long ago, but it wasn't no. a very good movie. No, but it's like movies like that always make me cry, like when people are mean to robots or giant monsters. Especially when it has that face. Yeah. That yeah. And that, that South African guy's voice. Yeah. True. Whatever that guy's It really is. gets you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, you know what? We're going to have to toss a clip up in the show notes as well about Chappie, I think. I, I think so. so. We can compare them. Yeah. I don't know if Chappie ever does a backflip in the movie. Chappie does a lot of things. He's like a Robocop, basically. But does he do a backflip? Mm. I know he shoots stuff with his cool guns. He probably could if he wanted to. Yeah, okay. I'll watch the whole movie and see if I can find a backflip. All right. We can throw that out. So what are we doing? Are we doing clockwise here? Sure. So does that mean? Yeah, I'll go next. Um, which means you're up after me, Katie. So my digital pick... <laughs> Is so I'm sure everybody here is aware that Taylor Swift released an album um, earlier. Or Obviously, we're aware of that, Scott. Very aware. It's called <laughs> Reputation. It broke a bunch of records. Can I be completely honest? Yes. I didn't know about that. Yes, you did. Is this an iPhone thing? Or? No. We, <laughs> <laughs> we played it in the office relentlessly, um, and we saw your head bobbing. Um, <laughs> but after being crowned, I think, you know, number one in the Billboard and destroying all these records, it is only now being released on Spotify. So for me, like, that's a really weird thing to do because I always assumed that every artist, no matter when they released their music, would eventually sort of just kind of put everything up on Spotify. Yes, but Taylor Swift has been very vocally opposed to file sharing. Which is news to me. So, yeah. like, do you, do you know about this? or uh, Just that much, that she has been very yeah. vocally opposed. She's amongst a number of artists that are. Um, yeah, very vocally fought mm-hmm. streaming companies. So um, why do you, so I'll bet on all of a sudden she's just like, you know what, for this one I'm going to give it a pass? Um... I mean, that's a really good question. To be honest, I don't know the answer. It'd be interesting to see if Spotify has actually changed its model. Uh, I would imagine that it's because Taylor Swift is not the boss of her own music. That's uh, also potentially correct. Yeah. There's a lot of artists, I think, that are very uh, vocally opposed that still will end up on these uh, streaming sites. But it sounds streaming. like it's not like it's like a, somebody recorded it and just put it up on their own. Like, it's like an official... No, yeah, because... She has a record label mm-hmm. who, will, in the end, will say, hey, do you want the money to record this? Then that's where it's going. Yeah, yeah, and I guess, like, the push and pull of distribution companies, like, changes so much. So maybe originally when you could be opposed to Spotify, one cannot be so opposed to Spotify now because mm-hmm. it's a necessary evil or whatever, you know? Totally. Uh, I mean, Tom York from Radiohead has always been vocally opposed. All of Radiohead's albums are on both iMusic and Spotify. Um there are a few artists that I know of that I really enjoy that are not on there, and I assume it's because of their label that's yeah. just made a stand. And it, specifically, that's Drag City. Uh, I don't really know exactly the details about that, but I know that both Bill Callahan and Joanna Newsom are not on Spotify. I, I find, like, um, I notice that things get pulled on and off a lot, too, which is 
kind of annoying. Like Led Zeppelin's like up for a month and then off for a month and vice yeah. versa. So Neil Young was the same, but he yeah. also had, you know, his whatever it was that was called title. It's not title. It's the other one that he. Oh had. yeah. The the title isn't that the Jay Z one? That's Jay-Z the Jay Z one. one. Title, but um, pa- Neil, Neil Young or something. His, yeah, and it was like. <laughs> He had his own MP3 player for it. Exactly. So play at higher bit rates, which is I kind I kind of wanted it. So, um, it's been every- so long <laughs> since I've heard the words MP3 player. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, every audiophile I think was on board with Neil Young, except they just weren't rich, so they ended up just going with Spotify for ten bucks a month. Right. Fair enough. That's like me. Such is life. Yeah. Over to Katie. All right. So my digital pick is, um, so Snapchat announced plans for their new platform today, which has uh, been all over the internet. But essentially what they're doing, which I am very much um, on board with, is they're more more specifically separating the social side of things from the media side of things, um, which I think a lot of what we refer to as social platforms can kind of learn from that. I think people only get annoyed with Facebook advertising when it's, or Instagram advertising or YouTube advertising is when it's getting in the way of them interacting with their friends and other people in a community. When they're genuinely consuming media content, that's where advertising belongs. Um, So they're allowing themselves to keep advertising from a business perspective, but also keep people's personal lives pure. So is this a like a is this a massive switch in almost like how people are going to be using Snapchat now? Um, it's it'll be interesting to see how behavior actually shifts um, because I don't know about you guys, but I don't particularly engage with Snapchat Discover very much, but I do use Snapchat pretty much every day. I was going to ask, aside from your perspective as a strategist here at Pound and Grain, just as a user, what do you think? Like on, on an organic level. Um, I, I mean, I, I genuinely think that there's a place in people's lives for both, but they, they need to be separated, um, and people need to know what they're sort of getting. And it also kind of helps advertisers know how to behave when they know what they're interrupting. Like, interrupting me talking to my friends about something stupid I'm doing that day is a very specific place to play as a brand, and I don't know of very many brands who have genuinely done it well, if you have, um, versus if you're... If I'm, you know, reading BuzzFeed's daily news in Snapchat Discover, um, that's a very different place to talk about products and talk about brands. That makes sense to me. The only, so now the question is, how long before Instagram copies that? <laughs> uh, good question. But that's actually a really interesting point because the same week, there's speculation, so this isn't actually a thing, that Facebook is testing a product that's essentially like using Facebook Messenger as a company would use an email blast. So you can like send out a message from a brand. And like to me, that's a violation of the separating, the the philosophy of separating social from media. So I'm I'm not down for that. (laughs) Fair. Like it. Okay, so mine is fairly obvious, really, but uh, we just passed a very special day at the beginning of this week. Does anyone know what it was? I feel like I'm talking to a class. It was Cyber Monday. Cyber The obvious part is that Amazon has once again beat its own sales record. Tech Giant said it was its single biggest shopping day of all time. And also that uh, it was the biggest sales day ever for small businesses 
and entrepreneurs selling items on the platform. So, so I, you know, it'd be a fun exercise. What did you guys buy on? On either Cyber Monday or Black Friday. I, I will say that I bought all of my Christmas gifts. All Smart. of them. One fell swoop. of them. One hundred percent. I had them sent directly to my parents' house. So when I go home for Christmas, they're just going to be there waiting for me. And uh, it was the most painless shopping Christmas shopping experience that I've ever had. That's that so is smart. a feat of efficiency. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. I'm jealous. I'm not gonna lie. Wait, well, you slept on. No, Cyber I Monday? I just bought my, I'm just selfish and bought my, my son. <laughs> <laughs> the days of me going to a physical mall during the Christmas season have officially bitten the dust. Yeah. I, so I, over. Yeah, over I think it. I, I think I peaked this year on, on that topic of not going into physical stores versus buying things online. But for Black Friday, I purchased a bed on the internet. Wow. I didn't even like put my head on it. I just purchased a bed, so... Hey, if the reviews are there, then yeah, yeah, they were, and they were really good. And there's like a ton of unboxing videos, and like, like after a week, this person reviewed it. So like, I don't know. Mm, I bought an instant pot. Um, I was one of the lucky ones that managed to scoop one up on Amazon before they sold out really quickly. But that is the pressure cooker, rice cooker, egg cooker, sautéer thing, everything in one um, little miracle, magical cauldron. Um, still don't really know how it works, but it does, and it feeds us. So, uh, not going to argue it, but that was my uh, Black Friday purchase. I wonder if you can hook that up to like a smart home. They, so when you it, like when you leave work, it knows to start cooking your food. Um, it does have an app, but the app is just a list of recipes that I'll never follow. <laughs> I would say my split of selfish to non-selfish Black Friday purchases was like 70-30. So I like got some shoes, some stuff like that, some clothes on sale. Um, I picked up a couple of Christmas gifts, mostly like stuff that I needed to buy to make Christmas gifts. Like I always make candles. Like, sorry if anyone's listening ahead of Christmas. That's what I'm getting you. <laughs> Everyone expected candles. Yeah. candles. But like I get all the stuff for it from Amazon, which, which is good. Uh, so the real point here is that we all bought something. Yeah. And we're probably a pretty good representation of a demographic of 20 to 40-year-olds that all bought something. I agree. So, and not one of us stepped foot in a store, and not one of us are American. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's the all hail Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Thanks for listening to Version Control, episode 28, The Smartphone Wars, iPhone X versus Pixel. If you like what you've heard, don't forget to give us a rating on iTunes.